Hello and welcome back to the final episode of 2019. This is the second of a two-part series that I am recording so that you can listen to it on the last Sunday, which is December the 29th, just before we enter into the new year. So welcome back in the first part of the series. It was really a reflection of the past decade. So if you have not already listened to that, please go ahead and listen to it. I really don't want to waste too much time reintroducing myself because this is the second of the two-part series. Now, oh my goodness, we are on the verge of a new decade. We are on the verge of 2020. So this episode is entitled Creating Kick-Ass Goals for the New Decade 2020 and Beyond. And yes, I did use the term kick-ass goals. So if you have any sensitivity to verbal language such as that, my apologies. But ladies, it is time to stand up and stand in your power and really get moving and really create some kick-ass goals. So I'm going to explain that to you and why I decided to name that kick-ass goals. <laughs> Makes me giggle. So, um, hey, we are on the verge of another 10 years. And I don't know whether any of you ever attended any 2020 parties, 2020 vision parties, or whether you had one yourself or even had a personal vision of where you would be in 2020. But guess what? That's just a few days away. And so here's the invitation to really embrace the new decade and really look at what is possible in the new decade. So I'm going to talk about or invite you to consider a quotation that I actually have right next to my bed. And it says, Life begins outside of your comfort zone. Let me repeat that again. Life begins outside of your comfort zone. And what exactly do we mean when we speak about the comfort zone? So, you know, as we grow as individuals, we kind of develop certain habits certain ways of being. Um, We stay smack dot in the middle of what I describe as our comfort zone. In other words, things that we are used to, accustomed to, and we really don't want to venture outside. Things Things that work, right? So whether it's going to work in a certain way, taking a certain route to work, or even the kind of work that we do, the way that we live, the way that we eat, the way that we are being, right? It doesn't really threaten us and we become used to it. And that is our comfort zone. And the quotation that life begins outside of our comfort zone is an invitation to expand that sphere of being, expand our way of being to exploring new ways of being, exploring new goals, exploring new horizons, And yes, sometimes that is going to scare the bejeebas out of us. And that's where life begins. Life begins in the unknown. So 
when I speak about creating kick-ass goals in 2020 and beyond, I'm inviting you to begin to expand outside of your comfort zone and embrace that fear, that uncertainty, that, that unknowingness that sometimes rattles us. And rather than shrink, begin to think of ways to expand and thrive and grow. That's the only way we can really grow, by stepping outside of that comfort zone, stepping outside of that sphere that we know. And so when I speak about kick-ass goals, you're very, you may be well familiar with creating what we call SMART goals, right? So for instance, the, the synonym for SMART goals is S stands for specific, M for measurable, A for achievable, R for results, and T for time achievable, okay? I think SMART goals are absolutely great, especially when it comes to holding ourselves accountable to what it is that we say we're going to do. So a SMART goal, for instance, may be that by March the 1st, I would have lost 20 pounds, for instance. So that is a specific goal lost 20 pounds, not some weight, measurable March the 1st, so that's approximately three months from now, and achievable. Is it reasonable to expect to lose an average of six pounds a month over over the next three months equal to 20 pounds? Yes, it is. So those are specific, measurable, achievable results in time. Excellent. However, If we're going to live a little outside of our comfort zone, we're going to also create some kick-ass goals. And those don't necessarily have to be related to weight per se or or some, um, some specific target in terms of some metrics. I would like you to really begin to look at, hey, what is it that would really rock me? What is it that would take me outside of my comfort zone. So a kick-ass goal, for instance, for me, I'm going to share my kick-ass goal with you, is that by 2021, I will qualify for the Boston Marathon. So I will BQ, that's what we run as called Boston Qualifier, by 2021. Now, in as much as it's a what I describe as kick-ass goal. In other words, right now, um, I am currently my best my best marathon time. For those of you who don't know, yes, I am a runner. So my best marathon time um, was the Chicago Marathon in 2015. My best time was about a 4:46ish, 4:45, 4:46ish, which translates to an average of about 10:20, a pace of 10, 10, 10 10:20, 10:30. In order to qualify for the Boston Marathon, by merit, I will have to run between an 8.59 to to no slower than a nine-minute pace. So, for those of you who are runners or even just thinking about it, I am going to have to shave off roughly one and a half minutes off my current pace. Now, just thinking about that, and again, a way to gauge a kick-ass goal is to really like sit back and say to you, and when you when you announce this goal, 
like I'm announcing right now, I have a feeling of, oh, questioning, can I really do that? That's taking me outside of my comfort zone. Because what I really like to do is perhaps go from a 445, which by the way, I'm not running that fast at this present time because I, I slow down on running. So even going back to a 445 would be kind of a stretch for me. Speak less of going into a four-hour 359 marathon to qualify for my age group. So, But even then, I have this gasp. I have this questioning like, can I do this? But it also engenders excitement. So I want you to pick a kick-ass goal that engenders excitement. Like, is that really possible? And if it was possible, what would it mean to me? For me, running the Boston Marathon and frankly getting to Boston and being able to to buy that jacket. Oh gosh, I'm sure you can sense my excitement just thinking about it. And being able to wear that in the future after the marathon just engenders being an elite athlete because it's only elite athletes are able to run Boston, although there is the charitable side. But I don't want to run Boston raising charitable funds. Don't get me wrong. But I just want to run Boston on merit. There's nothing wrong with running for charity. But for me to run Boston, I want to run on merit. So I want you to sit back um, just on the verge of this new year and pick at least one to two kick-ass goals that you intend to achieve in the next decade. Hey, if you're really brave enough, go for three. Okay, three kick-ass goals. Goals that will make you like gasp, hold your breath, and question whether you can do it. Because that's really the beginning of taking on living outside of your comfort zone. So remember, you want to have two sets of goals. You want to have your SMART goals, and those are goals that, again, specific, measurable, achievable results in time, things that, and and look at different, the different categories of your life. So remember in the last episode, we talked about the the different aspects of our life, our financial, our spiritual, our relationships. I'd invite you to look at one, at least one SMART goal in each area. Write down that SMART goal. Write down when, what you intend to achieve and when you intend to achieve it on a piece of paper, at least in one one area of life that we spoke about in the last episode. And this is now looking forward. Remember the last time we looked back at, you know, we rated those areas. So depending on how you rated the different areas in your life, you may want to pick maybe two SMART goals in, for instance, financial or two SMART goals in relationship, but at least pick one from each area. Write that down. And then again, like I said, pick at least one kick-ass goal, one goal that's going to make you gasp like, can I possibly do that? And if possibly go up to three. Okay. So that's creating kick-ass goals for the new decade in addition to smart goals. Now, one other thing I'd like us to look at is creating a bucket list. Creating a bucket list. And what exactly is a bucket list? A bucket list is simply things that you would like to do. And here's the stretch I really want you to take on. Because remember, we're not just living in our comfort zone. We're beginning to stretch that comfort zone. We're beginning to live life outside of that comfort zone. And so I want you to create a bucket list of at least, at least a hundred items. Now, when I think about that, I'm like, (gasps) 
what hundred things can I take on? And I'm going to sit back and do this exercise too. And I'd love to hear your feedback about the a bucket list of a hundred things you would like to do, not only in this decade, not only in 2020, but beyond. Remember, ladies, this is all about thriving into our golden years. So a bucket list of a hundred items might take us the rest of our lives to achieve. But again, it allows us to look way beyond our comfort zone. So create a bucket list. It may be travel. It may be, I, I, I can't even, I can't even, you know, list all the things you could put in your bucket list. But you know, one other thing this thing does, it expands your creativity. It lets you begin to dream and dreaming and creativity is where you should be because that allows you to expand and see possibility for yourself and by doing so also invites others to see possibility for themselves. What do I mean by that? So for instance, let's say you have wanted to climb Kilimanjaro. Now that is one thing that is on my bucket list. More than likely, I'm not going to be able to go to Kilimanjaro all by myself. Well, I could, but you know, the trip to Africa, I probably want to invite a group of friends to join me on this. Hey, it's always more fun with friends. So you could think about creating a group and inviting people to share the experience of going to a destination such as Mount Kilimanjaro with you. Now, one thing that does is that engenders camaraderie and companionship and also, very importantly, community. So think about things like that that just don't involve you doing it alone, but really involves bringing in the community. So again, something you really want to take on, create a list, a bucket list of at least 100 items. And hey, if you're able to extend it to 150 items, I certainly would love to hear from you and share your list with us so that we can share with our audience. And we will be glad to send you a free a, a gift certificate, perhaps to something like Amazon. So I'm just throwing it out there. If, if you take on this challenge before January 31st, 2020, please go ahead and send it to us. Our email is info at drno.com. That is I-N-F-O at D-O-C-T-O-R-E-N-O.com. And we will send you a $10 Amazon gift certificate. So that's the challenge. We're on smart goals, kick-ass goals, and a bucket list of at least 100 items. And if you create 150 or more, you're eligible to win an Amazon gift certificate. Yay, yay. I'm really excited. And, you know, if you're on social media and you want to share this with me directly, go ahead to my Facebook page, just search Dr. N-O, D-O-C-T-O-R-E-N-O, and share your experience with us. We are really on the verge of a new decade and I am excited and I want to get women excited and I want to get women over 50 specifically excited and begin to really take a, a, a new look at their lives and really begin to think about themselves differently and think about possibility differently. Don't forget, don't forget in this process 
to always consider prioritizing your health and well-being. So when you're looking at these goals, I really encourage you to really like step back and say to yourself, is this going to nourish me? That's that's the whole aim of this this exercise. It's not just about, you know, being able to blab on social media about, hey, these are the things I intend to do. It is, is this going to nourish me? Is this going to nourish my soul? Is this going to nourish my community? Because this is what this is all about, creating a community of thrivers, T-H-E. R-I-V-O-R-S. And I'm so passionate about that. So I really love to hear from you and hear, hear your experience about how well you are doing. So um, what else do we have? I guess, I guess that's it. I really love to hear your feedback in terms of, you know, what these last few episodes have done have whether what you you've resonated with in these last few episodes. And oh yes, before I forget, oh, I need to share this kick-ass goal with you. Oh gosh, how could I forget? That's one thing I love about uh, this podcast. It's really laid back. Um, it's not scripted. And it's just me coming from my heart and sharing with you some of the great ideas that I have that come to me. So here's what's going to happen. Um, the podcast up till now has been broadcast bi-weekly. Um, start, that is every other week. Starting in January, because I'm trying to compress as much material into the last season before we go into season two. So starting in January, uh, the first week of January, we I am going to be recording a podcast a podcast series every week. So that's um, January. What date is that? Oh, let me take a look. So that would be. Um, Starting in January, let me look at the calendar so you can keep an eye on that. So January 5th, 12th, 19th, and 26th, you will be able to listen to a weekly podcast. And that's because one of my kick-ass goals is to not only provide you with content about my thoughts and my philosophy, and if you know if you want to get to know me off my blog uh, and really get to hear me and interact with me and you know, know me as a person and my philosophy and whether you want to coach with me in the future or whether you want to consult with me in the future, I feel that I should put as much material together as possible about, you know, what coaching is about and what health, my health and wellness philosophy is all about. And so in the month of January, I'm going to be compressing that into four subsequent, you know, four podcasts coming up in January. That will end season one we will be rolling straight into season two, which is where I am truly excited because I can, I kid you not, I have reached out to several women and they are truly excited to come onto the podcast. So season two is going to be interviewing and having what I call some amazing women, everyday women doing everyday stuff, thriving in their lives, thriving in their 50s, truly excited. These conversations are going to be a little longer than the ones that I've been having. Again, I've tried to keep our conversations to about 20 minutes because I just think, you know, just listen to me monotonously speaking to you 20 minutes and beyond may, you know, may affect your attention span. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. But that's just the way I am. But I'm thinking when we get into dialogue and conversation with, you know, back and forth, it, it's going to be more engaging. So those conversations starting, those interviews starting in February will be anywhere from 30 minutes. And I kid you not, they could go all the way up to an hour. I, I just, I'm just looking forward to that. So we're going to be having several women, everyday women who are 
entrepreneurs and powerhouses and who are thriving in their 50s and we're going to be sharing their stories and they're going to be sharing with you and sharing their philosophy and I'm really excited about that. That's going to take us February probably into March. That's going to be our second season. So each season is roughly going to be about um, eight to ten episodes, okay? And again, starting in January, part of my kick-ass goal is to broadcast a fresh podcast every single week and increase my listenership, the listenership of this podcast and really create that tribe that we're talking about and go global. That is my kick-ass goal when it comes to spreading this message of thriving. So I hope you will help me in being able to spread this message and take it forward and share this with at least one to two to three women in your life who you feel would benefit from this information. Could you do that for me? Could you help us create this community of thrivers, of women who need inspiration, of women who need lifestyle tips, of women who need the ability to believe in themselves and begin to live their life purposefully? Could you do that for me? It's not only about me. Really, it's not. It's about creating that message and moving that message forward. And I kid you not, it's what lights me up every single day when I think about just the possibility that's out there of having my message and my voice merged together with several other voices and creating this movement. So please do that for me. That's my kick-ass goal. That's my one kick-ass goal. Thank you so much. So as in closing, here is wishing every single one of you a very happy, prosperous, successful, new decade. May you step into the possibility of your dreams. May you realize that you're a woman full with potential to be able to change not only your life, but the life of those around you. May you be willing to join hands and lock arms with fellow women as we raise the feminine spirit on this planet so that we may experience more peace, more health, and more wealth. Happy New Year. Hello there, and thank you for listening to Thriving Wild Golden. Health-related information provided through this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice and it should not be used to diagnose or treat health problems. Please be sure to consult with your healthcare provider before instituting any changes. So when it comes to the topic of sociogenomics, This is the study of how environmental factors can have an impact on our gene expression. And it is becoming something that is being investigated widely because we are finding that situations such as stress, social isolation can impact our genetic expression of certain diseases, especially diseases that are associated with a pro-inflammatory state. So when I talk about pro-inflammatory, I talk about, um, I, I mean 
these these genetic expressions could stimulate inflammation in the body. And for most chronic diseases, it is the inflammation that is stimulated in the body that is the cause of chronic diseases, such as diabetes and hypertension, and heart disease and cancers and arthritis. So sociogenomics, again, is a study of the impact that social and environmental factors have on our genetic expression. And one of the things that research has shown is that when we are more socially connected, we tend to do much better than adults, and especially older adults, we tend to do much better when we are socially connected than when we are socially isolated. Now, one very important caveat here is that we're not talking about Facebook friends or Instagram friends. We're, we're speaking about actual connection, knee to knee, eye to eye, hug to hug. And so I wanted to bring this topic up because I think it's extremely important, if we have not already, that we begin to form those social connections. Now, um, shout out to one of my former nurses, you know you, Sandy, um, Sandy and her friends have had this kind an example of this social connection that has gone on for over 40 years. And what these ladies have done is they meet on almost a monthly basis. They go out to a restaurant or a movie or a show. And also they plan vacations. They acknowledge each other's holidays. So think about that in terms of that social connection. And importantly, this is outside of their marriages. So most of these ladies in that group are married. They have healthy, happy marriages, but they still take the time to fraternize amongst themselves. And when one member of the group is ill, then, you know, they support, they support that, that, that member. Now, another group that comes to my mind, uh, you know, sororities, they, you can also get social connection through that. One of the other popular groups is the Red Hats. So you may not necessarily have to go out there and form your own social connections, although it is always nice to have people of like mind. So if you like going out to the movies, if you like cooking, if you like walks, you may want to form, form a social group with people with similar interests so there's no conflict. But the important thing to remember is that this is helping to enhance your health and well-being at a cellular level. So we know that. It, it cuts down on the release of inflammatory cytokines. It helps improve antiviral expression. So if you're anywhere in the world right now, you've heard about the coronavirus um, epidemic. I'm not saying by any stretch of imagination that just because you have a robust social connection that you may not be at risk of the coronavirus, but the coronavirus is an example of a novel virus, be that as it may, but a virus. And what happens is when you are under a significant amount of stress, there is a diminishment in your immune system of uh, suppressing viral expression. So you are at increased risk for instance, of the common cold, right? So think about when you're under stress, you're at increased risk of getting the common cold or the flu. So when you have a robust social connection, that antiviral expression goes higher and those inflammatory 
cytokines, those inflammatory molecules that put you at increased risk of chronic disease are elevated. Sorry, that put you at chronic disease are diminished. So they're diminished, that's dampened, and the antiviral expression gets improved. And also you overall have release of um, hormones like your endorphins and, and oxytocin, which in which which enhance bonding and a better sense of well-being. I think it's important that we emphasize this and we begin to look at this critically because inevitably we will, if we have not already, face some loss. And it's important to have community around us. It's important to have social support around us as we begin to age. So If you are one of those who's out there and just in your own little bubble, feeling isolated, I encourage you to take one simple step. And I'm not talking about connecting with somebody on social media, because to me, that's really not, um, I don't want to say it's not real, but I'm saying that we can do better. We can pick up the phone. We can arrange to have a dinner date or or just even a phone conversation with somebody live at the end. Texting doesn't work also. So when I'm talking about when I'm talking about social connection, things like social media and Instagram and texting and Facebook do not, they do not count. They can augment things. So if you have, for instance, I have a group of ladies that I tend to go, we we tend to hang out kind of loosely, not really in a formal way, but one of my commitments this year is to really make that formal. I call that my circle of wise women. So you think about how you can put together a circle of wise women, people who will give you counsel, people who will give you social support, people who you can lean into when you're going through trials. I think it's something that is very important that we begin to put into place. So this is really a short episode because it really became present to me that I think it's something we need to do. So I'd love to hear your comments. Feel free to leave a message. And if there are any topics you'd like to hear about in the future, drop me a line.